Adrianosaurus, I'm the coach of Rapana Rama for super coach purposes. Please bear with me. I'm crook as a dog. Unfortunately, I've had it all weekend, a bit of man flu, but you can't bring me down because the Raiders had a nice upset win against the Melbourne Storm. Bit of a bogey team for them in uh, Melbourne. Uh, and also, I've done pretty well in super coach this week. So, you know, those are always good things to lift your spirits when you're not feeling the greatest. I'll give it me best tonight. Um, and we'll see how we go. Uh, I'm going to go through the uh, talking points of the round. There's been some big ones in there. Um, I'm going to go through the games, the good, bad and ugly. And I'm just going to point out a couple of names now for the run home that I'm interested in. We obviously have some big news, you know, of a major trade out of an expensive player in Pappenhausen. We'll talk about him. Um, but that's going to make the run home interesting for what people do. There's a few different options you can go with. Um, and, you know, it's going to be a really interesting run home, depending on what people do. Uh, you know, those people who have traded hard, you know, they probably were not catering for a you know a trade out like this that's on the cards so that'll be another interesting aspect of it um look um paps let's kick off the show with that he's shattered the knee unfortunately clashed knees with white in there and it's you know the the storm have said he's gone that's he's getting surgery on it and he's gone for the rest of the year now huge super coach implications number one he's worth a lot of money you can trade into basically anyone you want in uh, the fullback position, but it's going to be an inconvenience that people weren't um, catering for. And also, he was the highest captain of the week this week. So it has implications on this week. I, I thought that this week was a good moving week just because of some of the matchups in there. Because we had mass restings, we know that the Penrith Panthers rested a whole bunch of players. It was a hard knock for a lot of people to get a 17 together and if you're one of those people that can scrape through a 17 or you're maybe running one down and, and look you might have captain paps because he was the highest captain of the week it's a disaster for you probably and you're going to see some red arrows on the other hand there are people who uh, might have captained latrell a nice finish for him of 125 uh, or you might have been people who got the enormous score from joey manu 191 like myself and you looped him or you captained him straight up that's seen some enormous scores um i have finished the round thus far on 1421 I'm going to say I'm pretty miffed because I've whinged a lot on this podcast about Cody Walker getting ripped off try assist. And there was that Totola try there. Cody takes the run from dummy half, absolutely bamboozles the defense, throws an inside ball to Latrell who just catches and passes. It's absolutely ridiculous for that to go down as a try contribution to him. He is the try. He, he's the try. And, and I'm not going any further than that. There's nothing more that needs to be said. If Cody Walker put that's his try assist, all right. And, and if anything is a catch and part, basic, simple, everyday catch, the, the work had been done, and all the trail had to do was catch and pass on the inside, in which Cody had brought the ball. It's his try assist, and Latrell should lose that try assist. So, look, Latrell's still going to finish on a ton, but a Cody Walker, I should have a try assist there instead of a try contribution. Hopefully. 
uh, there's some justice for Cody, and I want this bloody update to give that triassis back to him. There's some subjective calls in the game. They never seem to be going the way of Cody this year. I think there's no more ripped-off player than him. And look, Latrell's all the flavor, isn't he? So it just automatically goes to him. It's atrocious. So I'm going to start off with a big whinge. My 14.21 should be high. Should we be 14.30s? I want it changed. I want it changed because it's Cody Walker's choices. How anyone's watching the game, anyone, these scorers are sitting in there watching the game going, oh, that's a try assist for the trail. Come on. It's not a, it's not a try. Sorry for do, doing that voice. Um, it's not a try. It's not Latrell's try assist. 14.21 is my score. It's very good score. I looped Manu, <clears throat> which is good. Um, he's had an absolute ripping game. I, I had no doubts about him putting the VC on him. Teddy was one that interests me too, but I just thought backing up from Origin, you know, Manu in the six looks like an absolute dynamo to go for the VC, and it, it paid off. Um, look, I had some other good scores in there in the round. Um, Garrick updated nicely to 122. Um, you know, Teddy, I brought him in this week, and he finished with a 99 after updates, which is a good score. Um, you know, the usual suspects in there, IPAP and, and Hines. I had some low scores as well. Taylor May, I called it in my big calls that he was going to be under 50. He finished on a 33. Um, Mulatalo, you know, they're... They've got such hogs. There's so many. There's hoggery, absolute hoggery. With him having Teague Will or having uh, Graham and uh, William Kennedy. Oh no, it's not William Kennedy. Um, who's the other one? <laughs> he's, he's he's got absolute highway robbery on the end. So you catch a cold out there because Graham never passes the ball and uh, Tracy. That's who he was. Tracy. He just gets the ball and runs inside. So poor old Mulatalo, no ball. So hopefully Talakai goes back there um, and gets you know gets the ball out to him because it was an absolute shocker this week for scores. Um, what else? You know, I I got a low score in there from Robson, one of his lowest of the year in a forty two. Um, I took the AE being Pole, who got a 32. We obviously know Pappenhausen with the injury at a 34. That's all I got. Some people got that as a captain score, which is much, much worse. Uh, and Max King, um, you know, played the whole first half and then only came on with sort of seven minutes or five minutes to go. So he finished on a 40. He's just such a weapon. He's still got up to 40. So um, look, at not everything went my way. Um, I've seen some 1500s in there and shout out to the man, Tim Moody, last year's winner, 1,516 points. It's an amazing score. He's right up the pointy end of the competition. I'm so interested to see where he's going to be. You know, at the end of this round, I really think... Oh, I don't want to sink. I don't want to jinx it. I don't want to ruin it. But um, he could go back to back. It's amazing. And if he's right up near the pointy end, um, you know, I'm cheering him on big time. Um, but look, I'm happy with the fourteen twenty one. I think it's going to be nice green arrows for me. The par this week. I don't know. It's such a hard one to um, to work out. I really just sort of think maybe twelve seventy five. 1300 I don't know my your guess is as good as mine my powers are, are down while I'm crook <laughs> I can't really work it out um look the other talking points here fielding a team was a bit hard, hard this week we had Talakai was someone I was relying on for an extra number and it forced me to play Max King um you know once I knew I was going to loop Manu I only had one person who could be an AE and that was Pole so I was fine enough with that I thought he'd get a 40 um and 
you know, we had the, the Panthers out as well. So, I mean, I lost a couple from that as well. So it was a hard week to fill the full team. Um, I think it's amazing that we got the, you know, the I've got a 14-21 considering I only had 17 fit players. But it was a tough week. And we do say sometimes post-origin can be, that round afterwards can be harder. And we I really had a feeling that it was going to come from the Penrith Panthers. Uh, I think it's smart coaching. This one was the one to do it. Um, and it really made it hard for, for a lot of teams. We're running on bare bones, unfortunately. Um, look, centers are absolutely butchering the hell out of overlaps. Ramian, look, he's a, he's having a couple of good weeks in a row. He's a smoky old option for the run home, isn't he? Because he's such a hog. But I'm telling you, he bombs them as well because he never, never passes. Even when there's an open winger on the outside, it's pretty poor. Um, look, I really think that the Sharks have the bones of being a competitive side this year, but if they can't play as a team in a way where they can get these selfish plays out, um, they're bombing tries. They're just bombing a bunch of tries that they should just through greed on their inside guys, or Wade Graham and, you know, old mate, I mentioned him, I can't even remember his name. Uh, but, he, he, you know, there's a lot of it happening, and that's why, you know, Katoa and Mulatalo, absolute weapons out there for finishing. If they're open, the, the, they've got to pass the ball. But it's happening in a lot of games. The centres just going themselves and not getting a pass to an open winger. I think there was another one that they got ruined, <laughs> you know, of an open winger as well in a few other games of the round. And, look, it's in the past, you know, watching... Of you know games, it was sort of a badge of pride. Centers, you know the Gidley flicks and you know, and then centers used to love getting their wingers away and getting passes out to their wingers to finish off tries. But it seems like now it's all white line fever, you know, for the centers. So that's just what I noticed. Anyway, it's just it seems like it's so many times now you just got this open winger putting their hands in the air like, where's my bloody points? So you know, do you target a Ramian? Because you know he's going to hog it. You know he's going to get tries because he's if, if he's not going to ever pass it. If there's a chance on, he'll always take it. And look, he is one of the good ones for tackle breaking and scoring tries. We we know that he's in good try form as well, but he hasn't got them all, and he's absolutely robbed. You know, poor Katoa out there sometimes. So and look, Mulatalo, he got robbed constantly in this game as well. Um, there's some injuries. Um, Katoa himself, we mentioned him getting ripped off by Ramian, but he's done a shoulder. Um, the NRL physio, the great man, says it's multiple weeks out for Katoa. Um, that could be interesting. You know, I was worried a little bit that Talakai might lose his spot um, because old mate um, Tracy had went well last week. I thought he was rubbish this week. He was good in defence, but he butchered a whole bunch in attack, Tracy. But he's got the ability to go out into the wing. I know they've got Ikavalu too, but I think it could be um, it could be Tracy that goes out to the wing. That's where, who filled in for Katoa. Um, and, you know, Talakai obviously comes back in the centres, which will be good news for you Mulatalo owners. Um, but it, it, that's unfortunate for Sharks, um, and, and Katoa was a little smoky ownership as well. Um, we had Takiaho um, injured with his eye, they reckon multiple weeks for that, I think it was the eye socket. <coughs> and really unfortunate news for a couple of other chooks in Satili and Billy Smith. The poor kid can't catch a break, can he? Um, they've both done ACLs, um, which is terrible, terrible news thoughts go out to them um both it's really going to test the depth um you know of those chooks um i think they've got some outside backs covers and you know someone like butchers i think he's going to probably be into an 80 minute role isn't he 400k for super coach purposes but um really unfortunate news um i know that frizzell and young 
also have rib injuries. Um, and the NRL physio says that could be multiple weeks as well. So we've, we've seen some injuries. And we obviously know Paps with the, the kneecap gone for the year. It's, I mean, you take t- Turbo and Paps out, it's going to make for a really interesting run home uh, in Supercoach. Um, look, the captain's game, we know that that's going to be the success or fail of this round. Um, Pappenhausen was 16.4% captained. He only reached 34. He looked, he was looking good, uh, you know, to, to go on for at least a ton, I think. he was. That was after, you know, half of the first half. So I think he was on for a good one today, um, but it's unfortunate. Gone, and people who captained him, you know, probably like, oh, that's season over. Unfortunate. Um, Hines, 11.2%. He fished with an 80. Look, when you've got people looping a 190 from Manu, you know, it makes Hines 80 look rubbish, doesn't it? But it's still a pretty decent um, captain score compared to a lot of the others out there. So you had IPAP at 5.8, I think it was. He fished on an 82. Trell, 5.2% fish on a 125. He better lose that bloody try assist because all it was is a catch and pass. He should be the try contribution. Uh, Munster, 4.5% fish on an 84, was it, from Mad Dog? Um, you know, that game obviously hasn't updated. Um, uh, you had Manu, who he was 4.8% VC. That was one of those ones. Uh, and 4.3% Captain Fish with 191. Those are the people with the big, big daddy scores. Uh, and Teddy was four point uh, something. I can't understand my writing. Four point something percent, uh, and he fished on ninety nine. So all of those are sort of in the ballpark of each other. But the big difference is obviously, you know, the swing between those Pappenhausen captains and everyone else, uh, and the, and then that upper tier ones who you know, uh, Captain Manu or VC Manu. Um, yeah, look, I, I look. Uh, I was a bit annoyed at some of the average try calls in there. Lolo, I think he was absolutely robbed. That's my opinion. I have I've been in a few chats where they've said, "Oh, look, you know, um, Robson was we sure he was there as you know in support, but he got in front of him and impeded the uh, defenders. No offenders were def- impeded, in my opinion. No one was. Those were you know Hamlin Newelli was nowhere near getting next to Lolo. Lolo is scoring that try. I think they engaged Robson Hamlin Ueli. Um, and I just think it's a bogus call. These video refs, they're just, I couldn't even say they're getting 50% of the calls right. I think Hoskins was ripped off as well. You know, I'll give you one point of view about the Lolo try. They say Robson was, you know, he was uh, up there in support behind Lolo, ended up getting in front of him and then impeded defenders from making a tackle on Lolo. Well, in the Sevo intercept, you can see that, you know, he's running downfield and Moses actually gets, you know, he's looming up in support, gets in front of Sevo and then impedes Ewan Aiken in exactly the same manner, exactly the same way. Had no bearing on the try, but it was exactly the same thing. And that's a perfectly fine try, but Lolo's one is not. It was rubbish from... The eye test, looking at it with your own plain, simple eyes, it was a try every day of the week. Uh, moving on. Um, look, it's a swing week. Uh, perhaps it's going to be testing out teams with low trades. I saw a list of some of the top teams and how many trades they have left. And a lot of those guys in the top 10 are burnt trades, a lot of trades. Um, and I think everyone's got to own Paps, surely. So the ones with extra trades there are probably going to have a slight advantage now in the run home because that's what saving trades are for, for things like this that happen. Um, and also it's going to make it interesting as well, the run home, because we all would have run home with Paps. Paps and Teddy, Paps and Trell, 
But now that you take Paps out of it, people are going to go all manner of different kooky things. Um, some people are going to bring Hines down and then bring in a half. I really like DCE and I like Manley's draw home. Um, Jerome Hughes, you think you take Paps out of that team? You know, he's probably got more on his plate and he's certainly a talented player. Um, people might go, I mean, Latrell's tunned up this week. He got a couple of borderline tons in the weeks prior. We do know they've got a hard draw, but he, you know, he's definitely going to be someone, to, you know, of course, after this score this week, people are going to bring in as well. Um, it's going to be interesting because there's going to be a number of ways to go about it. And it's going to be really interesting because I don't think teams, one of the things we always say in super coaches teams, starting to look the same um, and that's not going to be the case because I think there's going to be I mean some obvious ones that people are going to go but it's going to give people a lot of bank to be able to do a lot of good things um, yeah I already mentioned my issue on the Cody Walker stuff so yeah, he better get that try assist he deserves it he put on the try um, now the good bad and ugly from the games uh, cows and the sharks it was pretty tight I think they got the rough end of the old stick, the cows, in that game on a few occasions. I think Cohen Hess was ripped off as well. Um, look, the officiating is just getting worse and worse and worse. And while I'm happy about the Raiders' win, how is Rapana's high shot attending the bin? But Nelson, just because he did it with a shoulder, I mean, that's not a sin bin. I could go, I could go off, but I'm too too unwell to whinge. I I, I am pretty whingy. Maybe I am whingy when I'm sick, but anyway, the officiating stinks. Um, now the good for me was Ramian, uh, one point five percent, which is Uber 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 Pod. He's been good in the recent times. I called on my big calls two tries when I saw that the cows had those, you know, those edges there. I was thought he was going to clean up. He's an absolute hog. They, you know, they go right a lot. Um, the, in this game, they weren't going back to the left Mulatalo side as much. Um, look, he's 53, 85, 50, 133, uh, and a 99 uh, this week. The last couple of scores have been absolutely immense. We know the Sharks' draw is soft towards the end of the year. 0.4% of people brought him in. Nice job. Um, look, there's other good scores in there. Hines, just as he does, he just plugs away and gets his points. He doesn't hardly ever score bad at all. 80 points. Wilton was good with 76. Um, the hammer, it was only a 59, but those poor, I wanted to put him in there because those long-suffering hammer owners getting 20s, you got a 59. Um, Luciano started 82 points. I mean, I think it's only going to be short-term. I hope that doesn't trick people into bringing him in um, because I'm sure he's going to go back to the bench. Um there. Um, the bad for me was Robson, 5.9%. I've loved owning Robson. In fact, I got to a point where I was like, all right, I've got to find cash to upgrade Randall to, I mean, obviously Randall's out of the team, but there was a time where I was, I was happy to just leave, you know, or do nothing else in there and just trade out Robson once he made his money. I decided that I wanted to hold him because he's been scoring exceptionally well. Unfortunately, this is his second worst score of the year. His last five have been outstanding. 79, 78, 69, 89. And then we got a 42 this week. Um, look, it was a close game. It was a bit of a grind. I'll take 42. It's a bit harsh, Ado, but... Look, I want 80s out of him like he's been doing. Um, Drinkwater, 14.8%, 41. It was a very quiet game by his standards. Um, the last five weeks have been quite good. 119, 90, 50, 87, uh, 41 uh, this week, which would have been disappointing because 
particularly if you're one of those poor buggers that's got a Paps captain. You know, you needed 80, 90s out of these guys. And, uh, you know, so Robson, 42, and, and Drinkwater, 41. Not the best. Um, Mulatalo's my ugly, 33 points. He was catching a cold out there, and I've put my notes that Graham and Tracy absolutely killed him. Um, look, it's a pain in the bum. He still finished with 33, but... Last uh, five scores, 106, beautiful, 48, 57, 57, 50, and 33. I'd like him to get some ball. I'd like some centers to pass to their wingers when they're open. And let's see another three-bagger for, for Mulatalo, you know. Poor old Katoa. I mean, at least he comes in and finds a bit more work. And, you know, he, he's got himself a try or two more than Mulatalo now, but... Talakai at least has a silky pass on him. He doesn't seem too greedy. He gets the ball on, um, and I can't wait to get him back so that poor old Mulatalo can get some tries, but it wasn't that good. Um, Moving on, the Eels versus the Warriors. The Eels got the job done. Oh, sorry, my good was Tohu. Um, Look, Tohu is starting to warm up. He finished with a 96 this week. Um, 0.2% of people brought him in, surprised me. Um, but look, over the last five weeks, it's sort of been building 47, 55, 58, 92 last week, and then a 96 this week. The price has been pretty good, and I think that's a kind of astute move. I think people might have been reacting to last week's score, but he's backed that up. He's in prop. Um, and look, I, I think he's a decent smoky. The way that he's playing big, big minutes. I just think, look, they're not the greatest team. I'd probably prefer somebody like David Fafita, who looked absolutely rubbish <laughs> this week and scored 75. Rubbish, he looked. I don't know where he got his nine tackle breaks because he looked like rubbish out there to me. 75 points. That's David Fafita. Does nothing, scores 75, and then if he scores a try, it's 120. I mean, I prefer him, but Tohu seems to be warming up and he's starting to look like the Tohu we know and love. Um, other good scores in there, IPAP, of course, uh, he's a consistent scorer, um, it's good to see him get back up to an 80, where, where is he? He's been going, going not as good in recent times, IPAP, with a couple of 50s and stuff in there, so an 82 was nice. Marnie was good with a 77, Sivo with a 67, it's not a big 80, is it? But, it, you know, he's, I think he scored a try, didn't he? And he got that one down, the, which, you know, should have been an obstruction too, because, Moses was in front of the, you know, in front of Sivo and got in the way of a, a tackler, a, Ewan Aiken. Um, but look, he's he looks like he's warming up and getting a little bit better. Dylan Brown with a 70, good. Um, and Edward Kosey, who got dumped and had a bit of an unfortunate game <coughs> the last time in first grade. Um, it was nice to see him <coughs> do better. And he scored okay with a 68. Oh, sorry, poor old Edo. He's dying. Um... Moving on to the next game, the Roosters versus the Dragons. Um, the Roosters got the job done, 54 to 26. A lot of points in the game, and there was a lot of super coach points. My good has to be Joey Manu, because I VC looped him. 191, he updated beautifully as well. Wow, Manu, he's an absolute weapon. 4.8% um, of us VC'd and looped, obviously, and 4.3% captain. Those were all the happy super coaches this week. His last five have been outstanding, 130, 65, 85, 97, and this big 191. The only respite for you non-Manu owners is that it looks like Kiri is going to be back, they say, uh, next week, which means Manu's going to go back to the centres. Um, I can't see it any other way. 
other than him going back to the centres. Um, unfortunately, so we, I mean, I love him in the six just because he gets his hands on the ball a lot more, and we love him in the fullback position, we know, um, but he's going to go back to the centres. Look, he, he was still scoring well in the centres, and hopefully he still robes and gets his hand on, hands on the ball a lot, um, but he's going to go back to centre, it looks like. But he went out on a high note, 191. Well done. Um, Walker was good <clears throat> this week, 133, 138. Can I understand my writing? Momorowski, good, 96. Um, Teddy was good, updated to 99. I brought him in. Um, I was like, I'm going to go home with Paps and Teddy. Now I'm going to have to go home with Paps and someone else. I mean, uh, Teddy and someone else. But I'm glad I got Teddy in. I can at least, I've got one now sorted in my um, fullback spot. Um, Lomax was good with an 85 and Gus was good with a 74. I um, had a few people sort of messaging me saying, should I sell Gus? Should I move him on? Is it Talakai? This, that and the other. And I said, look, I really liked what I saw from Gus in Origin. Um, and I'd be inclined to hold him. I think the Chooks are going to come home a little better than they've been for the first half of the year. And I liked him, um, you know, just a safe hold. And I think he's going to go better as the year goes on. And look, at 74, like the Gus we sort of know and love. Um, the bad for me was Tupu, 2.5%. He's really gone off a cliff, hasn't he? Um, 35 points this week, not the worst score in the world. I mean, I'm, Mulatalo was on my, but ugly, wasn't he? Um, but Tupu, 35 points. He, he's an Uberpod now at 2.5%, but you need them to succeed. Um, he's got no value left. Um, the last five, 107, 34, 36, 27, and this 35, it's been four bad scores in a row. The, the thing you've got to think about with him, though, is is there any value there now? Um there's no, not a lot of value. So I don't know what you do with him. But um, look, he's not highly owned and it was a bad score this week. Um, look, the ugly for me was Nat Butcher. He did update to 34. I just wanted to put him in there to really remind myself because, look, they did get injuries in that game and he played good minutes and he only finished on 34. Um, but he's going to probably fill that Satili role. Maybe. I don't know. They might have another option. But the, the guess is that he might take that role um, and play... You know, close to 80 minutes for 400k. I don't know if you want to be making those moves right now, but it looks like the biggest person who could um, benefit from the, the loss of Satili for the rest of the year could be Butcher. Um, but it wasn't the greatest this week, so, which probably not going to you know pump up people to bring him in. Um, moving on to the Seagulls versus the Knights. The Seagulls look good. They got the job done. 42 to 12. My good is Ruben. Ruben. Garrick um, updated nicely to 122, and that's not even including the goal kicks. I think he got one because uh, DC got an early shower. He's an absolute weapon. Um, he's a run-home guy. I've held him. Oh, as soon as his price went down to half affordable, I brought him in. I thought he was way overpriced to start the year. But let's have a look at his last five weeks. He's been so good. Um, 99, 121, 74, 58, 122 this week. I think if you've got a center wing that's got... You know, uh, Manu, Garrick, and a Toto, you, you're doing super coach right. Um, I think he's a run home guy. I don't mind the manly draw home. Um, so I'm glad to have him. I'm glad to be one of those 20.9%. And I think that's a lot of people that don't own Manu, that, uh, that don't own Garrick, that could look at upgrading someone to Garrick for the run home. Uh, other good scores in there were Saab. He's obviously, we need tries and you get some tries and you get a nice score like this, 121. Um, Davey, he's been favoured over uh, old mate on the bench there who wants to be the six, uh, you know, but he's an all right. Uh, I think he got a try this week, didn't he? Um, Davey, 85. 
Cooler was good. He's turned into a bloody awesome... I think when we all said Cooler's done, I sold him after he got that 100, but he's been good ever since the 100, starting to really warm into his first grade role. 83 points. Uh, Ola was good, 82. Um, You know, he's he's a weapon, Ola. He's one of those ones that... um, you know, a lot of people were looking at getting Maddo onto when he wasn't named or selling a Telekai to. Um, he's, he's been really good um, all, all year. Um, DCE updated nicely. A lot of people were messaging me. Salty old DCE earners because all, all he had on Supercoach was a try assist and a try contribution. And it was clearly three try assists. I, I did say to everyone, surely they're going to fix that. Much like my, they better give Cody Walker his bloody try assist. They've ripped him off enough this year. Um, he, he did update nicely. Teddy, oh, sorry, um, DCE, 111 points. Look, I really think having Hines in your halfback position, you could go a route of Pappenhausen out, take Hines down. Because I think some of the good options are obviously Trell. We saw him turn up this week as well. The South draw is pretty hard. And look, we, you know, someone like DCE, he's synonymous with coming home with a wet sail. And Manly's draw is not too bad. Coming off a high from Origin. Tunned up again this week as well. I could bring Hines, run a Hines and Teddy fullback and get, you know, part, part of my Cleary with a DCE up there in a the halfback. I think that's where I'm actually probably leaning. Um, he was good this week, 111 points. Uh, my bad was Barnett, 2.2%. I sold Barney this week and I held Telekai. I did it because I worried about his minutes with Brody Jones on the bench and we saw Fitzgibbon come back into the team as well, which pushed Barnett to lock. Obviously, Kurt Mann was a late out, and he, you know, Barney in the second row with good minutes is a tick. Barney at lock with limited minutes is a cross. Um, look, 200 people brought him in. It's unfortunate. Um, you know, he he's probably going to go back to second row, you know, when Mann comes back. I, I Even then, I... I Worry about him with players like Brody Jones. And I thought Fitzy was okay in that game. He could get a bench roll, you know, and there's just people there to steal minutes off him. Um, you know, unless AOB, Adam O'Brien, gets the ass and they're going to sensible coach in there and realise that Barnett should play big minutes. Uh, the ugly was Gags, 3%. It's not origin Gags. He's not swinging like he was on Burton in this game, was he? 19 points. It's got to be ghost teams. You're a ghost 3%, aren't you? Um, because he's he's no good. He's no good for Supercoach. I don't know what he's worth. I haven't even looked at it. But if you, if you own Gags, get rid of him and get someone else in that's better. Get yourself a bloody Garrick because <laughs> Gags stinks. In, uh, you know, he got off to a hot start this year, but he's not a C. You can't hold him. It's got to be Ghost Teams. Uh, on to the Broncos. They got the job done against the Titans. And my good was uh, Clark, Aaron Clark. I think he looked Terrific in the lock position. I think Tino's got to be the front rower moving forward and they've got to stay with Aaron Clark in the uh, lock position. I think that old mate that came in and took over in the hooker position was good. Um, Look, they nearly got the job done against the Broncos, but I think Clark was good. Um, People sold him this week. 131 sold him and he got a nice 84. Looked really good out there. Uh, other good scores were Pereira uh, with a 60-something. I can't even see my own writing. Um, Mo Fodawika with a 71. Jolliffe got a 65. 63 for A-Ray. Hoskins finished with a 68. He was enough people bringing in. And David Fafita updated 25 points from his 50 to 75. Unicorns! 
A lot of these David Fafita owners going, oh, no, it all adds up. Nine tackle breaks and three offloads. That's 30 points alone. Yeah, that's 30 points alone. I'll be a monkey's bum if he's made 28 tackles. and he's If that's a 75, he's a must-have because he did nothing in that game. Uh, anyway, uh, there's my little... You know, whinge about that. Um, the bad was Tessie New, 0.9%. It is a very low percent, but 0.5% of people brought him in after last week where he did very well with a 140. Um, so a 46 this week in the fullback position would have been a bit disappointing. Uh, 46, I should say. Um, the ugly was Walters. He's still 7.3% owned. I think a lot of people used him as a downgrade option. Um, 29 points. He's still getting plenty of minutes. Um, over the last five weeks, 67, 54, 45. Last week was a 23, and this week was a 29. A bit disappointing, unfortunately. Um, moving on to the Tigers and the Panthers. These games haven't uh, updated yet. Uh, for super coach purposes, but I'll go over my good, bad, and ugly. The good was Kickow. When you've got all these guys out, it was very obvious that Kickow was going to be a big dog, and he was. He absolutely ripped it in today. 100 points he finished on pre updates. Um, it was a game that was made for him. His last five weeks have been okay. 86, 88, 47, 66, 100. The 47 sort of his floor. Um, look, you know, he's. Not a bad hold. You know, if you got him a while back, he's the last five weeks have been good. He was always going to get a big score today. Whether it was an 80 or like we did get 100, um, it was always on the cards in my opinion. Um, JFH was good as well. I haven't even written the scores down here. That's how I'm so depleted. Poor old Ado. Um, let's have a look. JFH was good with an 89. Uh, he got a try, didn't he? Um, Targo was good with an 81. Charlie Staines with a 72 was good. Dewey. Um, I learned a few people that it might go a Dewey smoky in your 5'8 position. He had a break even of 128, so you'll lose some decent money. 564 now. Um, I don't know if I'd do it just because the Tigers have a hard draw home, but he finished with a pretty decent score today. The changes that they made, I don't know if they worked with Hastings at lock, but I like Dewey in the six. That's what I like. I think it should be Hastings in the seven, Dewey in the six, and Luke Brooks out of the team, personally. Um, but he was good uh, this week. Um, look, and even to a lesser extent, a popular buy from a few weeks ago, Offen Gow. He's 61. I think that's pretty much the floor of what he's been doing in recent times. Not the worst. Uh, moving on to the Storm versus the Raiders. Good win for the Green Machine, despite Klein, the awful bloody ref, trying his best and give it to the Melbourne Storm. Um, my good was Munster. It wasn't a big ton, but it was 84. And he's just reliable. He looked like he was up for it today. Would have loved a big ton. But I guess the 84, you know, probably helps with the Raiders getting a win and being up for the game. Um, look, also, Elliot, Adam Elliott, I thought was the best player for the Raiders today, fished on an 82. Um, he has been a really good player for people. His last five weeks, 99, 92, 80, 77, and this 82, that's like keeper like keeper scores he's been good if he gets good minutes he's an absolute weapon I'm really disappointed the Raiders can't hold on to him in uh, actual NRL but Munster and Elliott good today um, let's move on to other good scores from that game I haven't written these down either um, Schiller 
great try there to seal the game. Schiller's copped a lot of insults in chats I've been in, but he's a hero. 80 points. You're people's AE if you looped Manu um, because people were struggling for numbers. So I know a lot of people that were getting Schiller as their AE and they were packing it because they thought he'd get like single digits, but he finished with an 80. So well done. Kenny Bromwich, good with an 82. Meany was good with a 71. Tuppany, good with a 71. Very consistent. Um, Look, it's going to be really interesting that... Meany is going to go, obviously, to the fullback. He's probably a Pappenhausen for the rest of the year, isn't he? Um, he's 608,000. I really don't know if I'd go him, you know, over a Luttrell. Uh, I really worry about the Storm now losing someone of the caliber of Pappenhausen. I mean, is that an insult to you Storm fans? I don't know. Uh, I just think you'd take a big gun out. I haven't been impressed with them. They've had three losses in a row, haven't they? Unheard of for, for a long time. But you take Pappenhausen out of that team, it's a big worry. Um, my bad was Josh King, 19.7%, started at lock, he got 30 points, look, the last five weeks has been 43, 36, 31, 34, uh, and then the 30 today, so look, his value is completely gone, what do you do, I mean, I, I don't know, hey, I just, maybe you can get him across to a butcher, who looks like he could take up the Satili role if you've got him in second row or you've got Jules because he's done, done for the year, 100%. It's, I mean, yeah, it's not good, not good, unfortunately. He, he was a good cheapie to start the year, but the minutes have just really gone down for him, unfortunately, as the troops have come back in, you know, forwards-wise for Melbourne. Um, the ugly, obviously, it was Paps. He was 35.3% owned and 16.5% of people captain him. It's a real disappointing thing. Gone for the rest of the year. Almost, I'm, I don't know if, I'm prepared to put a line through the Melbourne Storm for the Premiership. You've heard it here first. I'm putting a line through the Melbourne Storm for the Premiership. Um, but it's an absolute tragedy. One of those things you don't like to see in Supercoach. Whenever Tommy Turbo goes down and it's a season ender, which we've seen a couple of times now, it sort of lowers your spirits because you're like, oh, I love seeing him play rugby league. And it's the same with Paps. Look, Paps has become a bit injury prone, unfortunately. I mean, in the last couple of years. Uh, and it's a real unfortunate thing. You know, it's, it's rugby league is so much poorer. Not having a Ryan Pappenhausen in there. Uh, unfortunate. Uh, moving on to the last game. Uh, the good for me was Trell. 125 points. He should lose a try assist because it's not his try assist. It's Cody Walker's try assist. But he looks terrific. Um, Latrell, since he's come back, we've had a couple of 90s and then we've had this ton. Even if he loses his try assist, he's still going to be on a ton. Is he going to be an option for people? People will probably say, I want a gun fullback. Um, there's... Hines is, you know, t- pretty much. You should have him in your halfback if you can, I guess. But now that these premium fullback options are dropping like flies, Hines to the fullback might be a chance for you to get in another gun halfback. But people are going to go Latrell. You know, you've got basically three tons in a row since coming back. He makes the Rabbitohs look better, although they did struggle against the Dogs today until very late. Um, but... He is going to be an option, I think, for people. And, you know, I floated the idea of getting him instead of Paps. It would have worked out better because I've got Paps in for a couple of rubbish scores and an season ender. Um, But I didn't captain him this week, so I won't complain too much. Uh, The other good scores in there, Totola was good. Uh, AJ was good, as always, at the end of their back line. Look, I haven't even got the scores open again. Oh, Ado, so flat. 
so flat. Tola 99, thanks to that Cody Walker try assist. Um, Johnston, 92 with some multiple tries. Cody Walker was good with the 79, should be more like 80, mid-80s. Um, there was also good by Casey uh, over on the other side for the Bulldogs. Good to see because he had probably one of the worst debuts you've ever seen. And he came back and looked actually really good this week and scored a 75. Matt Burton was good packing up from Origin 73 in a bit of a war out there with Luttrell. Uh, Vaughan finished with a 72, which was good as well. Um, Kaloa Matangi, people probably brought him in for the buy in 79, which was pretty good. Uh, Kaloa Matangi, what did you get? 68, sorry. Um, not too bad. Um, some of the bad scores, TPJ, 5.7% owned, uh, 37 from TPJ. Well, you know, uh, he looked like he was doing more out there to me like he looked busier than a 37 we'll have to see if there's any updates for him but let's have a look at his last five weeks 71 38 67 30 and then this 34 that's terrible what's he's worth 479 he's gonna lose money this week Oh, get him over to someone else. I don't think he's a run-home guy, personally. Um, the ugly for me was Karaz, 15.5%, um, 34 for Karaz. You know, it's he looked way, way busy. He looked sensational out there. One of their best, I think. The dogs, really elusive, really involved. 34. It's a low score, considering how much he did. Uh, he looked he looked to me, I was like, well, he must be a 50, 60, 70 this week, but he's 34, unfortunately. Um, look, it was a, a round that was, you know, did you captain Paps or, or did you manage to get Manu for a VC or C? It's one of those ones. I'm going to see some nice green arrows, um, which is nice. Um I was. I've had a feeling that this was going to be a moving week. Um, I'm in 281st now, so hopefully I can approach and get up close to that top 100. Um, look, let's finish the show by talking about some options that have probably popped their head up for the run home. Um, I think that you know, if 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 you're uh, trade rich. I think that someone like Tohu is warming up two nineties in a row. It looks like he's back to getting decent minutes. Um, Fafida is somebody that I'm interested in. He got a sixty last week and a seventy five this week. The thing about him is the Titans stink right down the bottom of the ladder. At any minute, they could lose the coach, or they he could just the coach is a maniac. He could be back to the bench playing 40 minutes or he could just play eight. Maybe the coach is like, consequences be damned. I'm just going to play David for 80 minutes. I don't know. But all I know is that if David could score 75 and look like he did, did nothing out there and was well handled, then I want him in my team. As soon as he sort of goes off on one of those amazing runs and scores a try, he's going to be 100 plus. Um so, look, I think he's somebody that I'd like to get in the next... I'm going to probably skip the Tohu types and I'm going to try to grab a Fafita type because he gets 75 without even looking busy. Um, Ramian, uh, look... We lose, uh, if you're someone who loses Katoa, um, you know, Ramian's the one taking all of his tries anyway <laughs> because he's a hog. Maybe you go over to uh, Ramian as a pod for the run home. A couple of really nice scores in a row. Fish with a 99 this week. A couple of tries. I called it when I saw that Cowboys edge. Um, you know, I don't mind him as a smoky option. Um, Butcher, we mentioned, is obviously, I think, the front runner. I mean, I think Egan's been doing better than Nat, but it'll be interesting. Whoever takes that Chooks second row spot for Satili could be in for some decent minutes and is probably undervalued. Um, look, Hughes only finished with a 61 today. Bit of acting didn't work for you there, Jerome, to uh, steal the game from the Raiders. Um, but he finished on 61. I prefer DCE, personally. Comes home... 
with a wet sail, often DCE when he gets out of origin, riding a high from Queensland. The You have a look at that manly draw. It's not too bad for the run home. I like him if you're going to be going a half um, back for sure. Uh, and look, I'd be remiss not to mention Luttrell. Um you know, 90-something, 90-something, and then 100 this week. The thing that put me off was his hard draw and South not being the greatest. And I don't know, after this win today against the Dogs, I don't know if I'm more convinced that they're better with Latrell in there because they made hard work of it, didn't they? But um, we've got to make moves now because we've lost Paps for the rest of the year. I think you'll probably see... He, he might be the most traded in person next week. I think it'll be him, number one, or or DCE, number one, and the other one will be number two um, this week. Uh, and I, I don't mind it. I think if you lose a premium like Pappenhausen, you're probably obliged to bring in a premium. Um, for me, I had plans to bring in Harry Grant because I've got the cash there stowed now to go Randall to Grant. But the two that probably... Um, tempt me now a DCE via Heinz to cover Paps because I've obviously got to, I can't I could wait a week I could get Grant next week as my plans soar and just hold Paps for a week but I'm not holding 900k on the bench and the ceiling that these players have on them you know Grant's a nice solid scorer um but you know, you look at DCE, 100 plus this week, and you look at Latrell, 100 plus this week. That's what you want, these ones that can go big. Um, so I'm probably obviously going to make the Paps move first. I think it could be DCE for me with Hines down to uh, fullback. And the other trade, it might be for feeder. Um, look, 75, doing nothing, uh, you know, for the run home. I, I, I think Max King could be on his last legs. Finished with a 40 this week, played the first 40, then only played a couple of minutes towards the end of the game. We know that Luke Thompson, they say, is really close to coming back. Obviously, TPJ's come back into the team. I really don't think there's minutes on offer there, uh, unfortunately. Look, he's still finishing off 40, you know, so I don't think he's an urgent change. But if I... Obviously, I'm going to sell Paps. I'm going to be looking great in cash. Uh, I've got the cash to make Max King into David Fafita very easily. So maybe I'll wait another week on Grant. Because, you know, Randall's sitting there, not doing anything, not losing any money. I might go... Um, you know, those moves this week. Uh, look, I'm going to make it... Uh, that's, you know, 45. Should I... Could go, go longer? I don't... I have nothing left in me. It was, it was one of those rounds, wasn't it? Um, where we had a tragedy... Um, we also had some good things like your Manu people. How could you not VC Manu, you guys? I, I knew Manu would rip heads off it. Um, but, yeah, look, uh, good luck in, uh, in your scores. Hopefully you see green arrows. I'll talk to you on Tuesday with the TLT out. Hopefully I'm feeling better. And I hope this was listenable because you know, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Country boy named Johnny Be Good, who never learned to read or rap so well, but he could play the guitar like Ring of the Bell. Go, go!